If you're new to Wellsprings, you might be wondering, what's a springboard? And if you've been here a little bit longer, just a little bit longer, you might be wondering, what's the deal with these springboards? Why do they keep talking about them? And we do. We do keep talking about them. Springboards are our small groups for spiritual development and for intimacy, for building community. We're going to be talking about them and what you might experience in springboards. Springboards all start about the same time, meet weekly for 10 weeks, and all end about the same time. These groups all have different content areas, but they are all designed for the same things, and that is to help you to grow spiritually, to help you to grow your spirit and to ground and center your soul, and for learning about each other, for mutual support, for building community. As we grow larger in the big room here on Sundays, it gets harder to really get to know people. But in springboards, you do. You get to be seen and to see. You get to hear. You get to tell your story. You get to listen to your stories. Our next springboards will begin in early, mid-February, and the sign-ups will start in mid-January, so look for those sign-ups. Now, Wellsprings began with one small group. It wasn't called a springboard yet because, actually, they had to come up with that name, which they came up with that name and many other things in their um, really listening to each other and listening to the Spirit and discerning. And those first groups, then the members of that first group began to lead other groups, which became listening to our lives, Wellsprings 2.0. Wellsprings 2.0 is the foundational experience for the Wellsprings community and for Wellsprings members. And if you haven't yet had a chance to participate in listening to our lives or 2.0, I encourage you to do that at the next opportunity, which will be in mid-February. Wellsprings aspires to be a community of small groups. That means that we hope that everyone will participate in small groups, not every time, but at least maybe once a year. And if you can participate every time, that's great. You will be known and you will know people in more depth. I want to tell you a story that's actually... A negative example, because I thought to myself, I don't know that I want to tell a negative story, but it kept popping up, and I thought, I think I need to tell this story. A long time ago, very early in my career, I worked as a crisis intervention worker at a mental health hospital. And while I was working there, a Mennonite man was admitted to the hospital. He'd had a breakdown. And what happened to him that led to this breakdown, it started with that he had a disagreement with the bishop. Now, in these old order, conservative, very conservative communities, you are not supposed to disagree with the bishop. I heard another man tell a story that said a bishop had told him not to think, not ever to think, not to ask questions because that was the bishop's job to think. But this man who was admitted to the hospital, he was thinking, he was asking questions, he was disagreeing with the bishop. Now, here at Wellsprings, Yeah, I don't even need to say it, do I? And any Unitarian Universalist community, we encourage you to think, to ask questions, to disagree if we disagree, and definitely to express your ideas, to express yourself. But not in the conservative Mennonite community. 
So the bishop was displeased, and he ordered the community to shun this man. Now, here's what shunning really means. He lived in his own house. He went to work. He had food. He had shelter. He had physical safety. But no one spoke to him. No one made eye contact with him. This included, this man had young children and a wife. So he lived in the same house with his wife and children, and they did not make eye contact with him, and they did not speak to him. I, he couldn't cope, and I can't imagine that really any of us could cope, because that's not the way human beings are built. You know, I imagine putting myself in his situation, that I would soon stop feeling real, like I didn't quite exist and he, he just increased his efforts to get them to respond to him, just to acknowledge his existence. And it led to him being hospitalized. As humans, we need each other. We need eye contact. We need to tell our stories. We need to hear other stories. We need touch. We actually know who we are because of our interactions with other people. Now, I want to say that eventually the Mennonite man's story got better, but he could not return to that community. It got better because he found a community where he could be loved and accepted and touched and heard, a community of love and kindness as we are trying to build, a community where he could think for himself and try new things. He even started a new business making interesting things out of gourds. (laughs) Parker Palmer asked us to think not only who are we, but whose are we? To what families, to what communities, to what groups do we belong? And how have our families and our communities shaped us? For me, these questions and the question, whose are we, they are questions of what we think is sacred in the world? Where do we find the divine? And it's a question then of how we find ways to live in our daily life, what is in fact sacred to us, what is divine. In our small groups and springboards, we can learn to express and articulate those things that we hold most dear. We support each other in finding our values and living our values. And we do this not by agreeing with each other, not by doing the things that are easy, But again, by listening, by trying, by really seeing each other. And this is why springboards are so important at Wellspring. Now, Chris was one of the first springboarders, one of the first Wellspringers. She led one of the first springboards, and she's leading the Happy Money Springboard now. Chris has regularly been members of springboards, and she agreed to share with you some of the remarkable learning that she experienced in a recent springboard. So let's have Chris now. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I talk with my hands, so I just can't do this mic thing. Okay, so. Um, (laughs) All right, so first thing, let me be clear, I'm not talking about money today. I am, as Kathy mentioned, one of the founding members of Wellsprings, a member of the original springboard, the planting team, that really began meeting when Wellsprings was just an idea. I am also the stewardship team leader, and that's why you're used to me talking about money. But today I'm here to talk to you about a different kind of stewardship. Stewardship of our time and talents, 
and how springboards have helped me and hopefully can help you be better people, more focused, more passionate, more courageous, more honest people. All right, so how many of you have actually participated in Wellsprings 2.0, previously known as listening to our lives? Okay, so what I'm going to show you, for some of you will be a refresher and for some of you will be a preview. And let me just put a personal plug in here. This was an amazing experience, and Kathy mentioned it as the foundational piece of Wellsprings. What I can tell you is that I still refer, refer back to the insights I gained from this, uh, from listening to our lives two years later. And this is one of them. One of the things that stuck with me is this slide. It's a simple exercise. It's four boxes with two axes, and the axes are like, dislike, like, don't like, good at, and not good at. Now, I want you to take a minute and think about what might fit into each of these quadrants for your situation. Are there things that you do that you do not like and are not good at? In my case, one of these things in this bucket is cleaning the house. And luckily, I dealt with that one by marrying a man who enjoys vacuuming, and I have never looked back since. <laughs> these are the things that we outsource if we can, right? <laughs> How many things do you, do you not like but are good at? For me, one of these things is HR matters. Uh, you know, I'm a partner in a CPA firm. I have a lot of people who work with me and for me. Sometimes you have to deal with HR stuff. But in my opinion, you should avoid it as much as possible. Um, I, I think I would probably be an effective but a relatively miserable human resources professional. Um, I, I don't think I'm bad at it, but I really don't enjoy it. Uh, I can manage through the part of my job that touches human resources and luckily, I don't have to do it every day. Hopefully, though, you are living a life full of things that you both like to do and are good at. For me, one of these things is my chosen career as a CPA. I know to some of you that seems absolutely inconceivable. <laughs> that could be something that I enjoy. But there are many things about it that enrich my life and, and um, help me grow as a person. Um, and I found a lot of intersections, actually, between my chosen career in client service and in the things that I'm learning about and exploring at Wellsprings. So how can you reach toward living life as much as possible in that quadrant? You know, it might mean making some changes for some people and some pretty radical changes, in fact. But that's the point of listening to our lives, to challenge us to hear what calls to us and have the courage to listen to that call. And that brings us to the last bucket, things that you like but are not good at. How many of you, like me, sing loudly in the shower or in the privacy of your car along to the radio but are terrified of doing it in public? <laughs> okay, so that's why I got up here and sang today. Uh, I wanted to... Um, walk the walk instead of just talk the talk. I wanted to do something that falls into this quadrant for me. And I have to admit, I look at, up at Teresa every week, and you'll see me. I'm always in the front row, and I'm always dancing and singing. But this was a real challenge for me to do this today. And this is what I like to call the place of my growing edges. This is where there's deep longing and potential for growth. And the point here is that you shouldn't ignore the call just because you think you're not good at something. In fact, the world would benefit greatly 
from all of us doing things that we love just because we love them and for no other reason. You'll note that the title of this springboard is not listening to your life. It's listening to our lives. And from my experience, there is real power in exploring questions of meaning and purpose in community with others. For one thing, I have found help having others in the group relying on me to be present and to complete the preparation work holds me more accountable. And by the way, if you really want a challenge, lead one sometimes. Really forces you to think through and prepare in advance. And there's much to be learned from the shared experiences of others. We all have different paths. So springboards can help us explore these growing edges, those areas of fuzzy discomfort that we may try to ignore. And did I mention, by the way, that they are tremendous fun? Every single springboard I've been a part of has been amazingly fun. One of my most powerful springboard experiences was in the painting from the soul group that Mick McAndrews and Frank Kaplan facilitated last summer. This was another thing, a right brain thing, right? So every, you know, so I'm about debits and credits, ledgers, you know, keeping the books straight. Um, this is the right brain, the sort of creative side of myself that has tended to be squashed a little bit. So this is definitely something that I like and I'm curious about, but would not tell you in any stretch of the by any stretch of the imagination that I, I'm good at it. Um, in, in a sense that I really never got beyond drawing stick people and doodling cubes and flowers in the margins of notebooks. Um, and you'll have, you'll, if you looked at my files, you'll see lots of meeting agendas that have flowers and cubes doodled in the margins of every single thing I've, piece of paper I've ever touched. So I, I signed up for this despite that little uneasy voice that nagged saying, you know, this might be embarrassing. I really am not good at this. What will the other people in the group think when they see how horrible I am? I'm totally left-brained and really analytical, and this really would be a mistake, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And really, it was something that Ken said, a similar situation where he was up here um, giving a sermon and putting a plug in for springboards and said, how many of you are absolutely terrified to, to put pencil to paper and draw something? And I raised my hand, you know. And then he said, well, then those people that raise their hands, the springboard is for you. And that was exactly the point. And I've learned from being here since the beginning that when Ken tells you to do something or suggests that you should do something, it's usually a pretty good idea. Um, and so I did, and I'm glad that I did. Under the gentle tutelage of our co-facilitators, we learned some basic drawing techniques, but more importantly and more radically, and the real thing that I took away from this, the huge revelation was that drawing isn't about drawing. Drawing isn't about the technique, the pencil to the paper, and how do you shade something appropriately. Those, those are all elements of it, but actually, in order to draw something well, you have to learn to see it. Drawing is really about seeing. It turns out that the mechanics require no more dexterity than that required to hold a pencil and write your name. It's really about what so much of spiritual practice is about. It's about paying attention really looking at, really seeing the object or person you were drawing and seeing it in a different way with careful attention and patience and, dare I say, even love. I learned that drawing, like so much else in life, in its own way, can be a form of prayer. And so let me show you an example of springboard power um, at the risk of, again, completely exposing myself to you all. Um, Okay, so let's show exhibit one. All right, so this is pre-springboard. 
okay? Flowers and boxes and cubes, and for some reason, I've always been fascinated with eyeballs. Um, so you probably can tell what those things are, but I don't think that's winning any art show prizes. Um, and so keep in mind that, you know, other than junior high art class, I had no, I've never had any formal training. Um, and after a mere eight weeks of our springboard and having pretty much one drawing session each week with the group, um, we drew a lot of interesting things. We started with, easy, with, rel with stuff I thought was relatively easy, right? Like how hard is it to draw a boot, right? That sounds relatively straightforward. It's not moving. There's no, you know, it's a solid color. But boy, you know, it actually is pretty challenging <laughs> when you really start to look at it and, and see it. Um, and so with some hints along the way and some tips and some readings that we did, after a mere eight weeks, I came to produce Exhibit 2. <laughs> now, you may recognize this man. <laughs> and if you do, that is a huge triumph for me. <laughs> um, to draw something that was realistic, that actually captured something. This was the first time in my life that I had ever really felt like I had truly gotten it. Um, and the thing that, that really happened here, this was from a photo of Owen, and um, what really happened was that I actually saw my husband. I saw him for, I mean, and obviously I see him every day, but I, I looked at him from a right brain perspective with that kind of patience and careful attention and really saw what he actually looks like. And that's what enabled me to draw him. And so, the, the learning from that springboard, and I would say pretty much the learning that I've had from every springboard that I've taken before or since, is that drawing and substitute whatever the thing is that scares you a little bit in there um, can be an act of love, an act of spirit, and an act of faith. It's not just a mechanical exercise. And so I'm going to urge you, the next time springboard signups come around, as Kathy mentioned, they, they come around two, three times a year. And one interests you, but you get that funny, uneasy feeling in the pit of your stomach and feel really, really uncomfortable about it. I encourage you, I urge you actually, to go ahead and sign up. Not in spite of, but because of that feeling. Sometimes the call that we're trying to hear, you see, comes in the form of discomfort and unease. Please listen to it. I can't predict where it might lead you, but I guarantee that the journey will be well worth it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. We asked Chris to come and talk about her experience because she just speaks about it with such passion. It's a good thing. And I was in that springboard with Chris. And, and I have to say that no one says mean things at all. In fact, we were all very interested in how each other were doing and looking at each other's drawings. So, so I want to say that we are now, I am now planning the next set of springboards. And I would be very interested in any ideas that you have. And there's a paper on the back table, springboard proposal form. If there is something that you think would make a good springboard, let me know. If you would like to host a springboard in your house, let me know. If there's just something that you think we should have one about, 
let me know. But if you'd like to lead one, please let me know. And it's not so challenging. It's mostly fun, isn't it? Absolutely. In in closing this morning, I I wanted to quote Rebecca Parker. Rebecca Parker is a Unitarian Universalist minister who is the president of Star King Seminary. And she's very eloquent, I think, and she wrote about sort of what we're talking about. But she called it, she said the mission of congregations is to recover, to enable the recovery of soul. She said, to live with soul is to live deeply, deeply rooted in the knowledge that we are connected to one another and to the earth, that our life is held in the embrace of something larger than ourselves, a wisdom a presence, a grace. We are deeply connected. Springboards are groups for recovering and growing our souls, places for laughter and tears, pain and joy. Wellsprings and springboards encourage our whole humanity, all of us, to grow in community and in connection. And so may it be. May it be so that we are all growing may it be that you are finding community and connection. And may you live in blessing. Will you join me in prayer?